What is going on? What's up, big baller? Can you hear me? Absolutely. I love it, dude. <laughs> I love it. Hey, I'm going to give you three guesses here. And you probably get it on the first one. Guess who just lost $42 on a bullshit parlay he had tonight? Definitely not you. <laughs> Great first guess. Doesn't Terrific sound like something you did. <laughs> yeah, well, and like I needed four bets to hit. And one of them hit tonight and the other didn't. And the other two I won't. I'll know one of them tonight and the other one tomorrow night. But like... <laughs> Just because the one that I was so confident in not hitting, I'm like, I've never been more confident that the other three will hit. Just so, like, Vegas can really just, like, just really just stick a fork in me and be like, ha-ha, we got your money. There you go. What can you do? Well, you could not bet, but that's way <laughs> that's less no fun. fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But, uh... You got some things you said you're ready to talk about, so lay them on me, dog. I'm yeah, ready. So, I'm all ears. Please throw them at me. So one thing. So the other night, the uh, the Boston Bruins played the New York Rangers, right? Yes, sir. And everybody knows how much Boston hates New York. Yes, absolutely. So a fight happens, and I can't recall who all was involved. But right after the fight, everybody in the Boston arena – was chanting Yankees suck. <laughs> it, just the fact that they brought up the Yankees, I guess, really shows how much Boston cannot stay in New York. It's almost like, it's almost just like a geographical thing to the point where it's like, they almost just have to hate each other. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And especially with opening day closing in and with the way that Boston has owned uh, the Yankees in recent years. Right, but that's beautiful, man, and that's that's probably my least favorite thing about being in Southwest Ohio is like, when's the last time you saw Bengals or Reds fans doing something like that awesome? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've been alive for twenty one years. Of passion for their team. Exactly, I've been alive for twenty one years, and I've never seen it. You know, I mean, yep. they hate the Steelers, who just consistently beat the shit out of them every single year. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's like being a Michigan fan rooting against Ohio State. It's like, what even is the point anymore? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's nice. I wish Boston had a – had. I don't know. I wish every game Boston played in was nationally televised just because their fans are so great, which, to be fair, it's because they've just been so consistently good at sports between the Patriots, Red Sox, and Celtics for the last 20 years or whatever, but – Right, it, it's almost annoying, but you have to applaud. Oh, like, I would not say almost. It's sports. definitely annoying. It's like a hundred ten percent annoying. Right, for sure. Uh, that's the uh, truth. Uh, throw so, uh, throw some more things at me, please. Just a couple more hockey things. One was uh kind of cool. One's kind of funny. Okay. So I was watching the uh, the Colorado Avalanche and the Vegas Golden Knights game last night. Yeah, because you. God, I couldn't imagine being that into hockey to where I can watch Dude, that game. I'm not even kidding. You would have thought like a Kiss concert was going on. The energy, <laughs> the energy in that arena was like unreal. So a Kiss concert 30 years from now, because something tells me a Kiss concert like tomorrow doesn't really have a lot of energy in it. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, we're talking like 70s, 80s. Kiss. Yes. <laughs> but uh, so Tyson Berry. 
he now has the most goals by a Colorado D-man, which is 73. So uh, That's a very sought-after record in sports. I think everybody looks to be the Colorado Avalanche defenseman with the most goals in history. I think that's what right. every kid grows up wanting to have, that record. I don't, I don't see why not. Honestly. Yeah, I mean, that's – I knew I grew up wanting that, you know. Right. Um as somebody that's never ice skated before, that's definitely something I was wanting as a child. Um, and then uh, another thing was, uh, oh, what was it? So the announcers or the commentators mm-hmm. were talking about, uh, so Nathan McKinnon, yep. who is, he plays for the Avalanche. They're talking about how uh, him and Sidney Crosby are both from Nova Scotia, and uh, they're both obviously – ungodly hockey players yeah uh so they were like there is something in the water in nova scotia and then the other announcer completely cuts him off he's like no it's all work ethic man like you understand how hard these two guys work yeah it's like you take him literal only two dudes that have ever worked hard to be good at hockey ever (laughs) right right Hey, do you remember the show Stump the Schwab? Yeah, oh god, yes. I don't know what made me think of that, but uh that was like like whatever happened to it? I don't I thought it was freaking sweet. I don't know if they didn't have enough people or if because I know they canceled it before Stuart Scott got sick. Yeah. So I don't know if it was a scenario where enough people weren't watching it or they just got tired of it. But I know, like, me personally, I loved that show. And that's before I knew even half the things I know about sports now. Because that was on, I would say that was probably canceled before we were even in high school, for sure. Yeah, it was pretty old. I guess, because that was on ESPN Classic, right? Yeah. Pretty sure. So I guess... Probably whenever they got rid of ESPN Classic, they got rid of that. But I, I just don't know why, because there was something about that, like, fat Kevin Smith wannabe looking dude, <laughs> like, just knowing everything about any sport ever that was just so intriguing to me. Like, I think I feel like I've watched 75 episodes of that show and never once did that dude lose. Oh, yeah. I was wondering, like, did anyone ever actually stump the Schwab? <laughs> There's no, like, and, like, how, how personal do you think he took it when he did lose? Like, you think he went home and just, like, let it, like, ruin the rest of his week? That like Oh, this... I believe it. Yeah. I don't know how much money he has invested in just sports jerseys. Cause he's never oh, the same God. <laughs> Enough for me to retire on. I know that, I know that much. That is wild. They need, they really need to, like, I've always said, like, Rachel and I were having this conversation the other day, like, the fact that, like, sports jeopardy is not a thing blows my mind. Because if you look at, like, I feel like 80 or 90% of sports bars offer sports trivia. And I feel like it's a decent-sized hit. You know what I mean? I feel like a decent amount of people turn up for that. And I, I certainly fucking enjoy it. But, like, that was basically what that show was. Was, like, we're all going to play sports trivia and see if you can knock out this dude that has apparently watched every professional sporting event ever. Because he would <laughs> he right. would nail questions about, like, in 1963, in the Australian Open, in the fourth round of that tennis tournament, Serena Williams lost to this woman. 
And he'd, he'd be like, like boom, <laughs> got it. Just like straight off the top of his head, which is wild to me. Cause like, I feel like I've, I already consume a very unhealthy amount of sports and I don't know. I don't know 30% of the things that guy knows, you know? Yeah, it, I don't even understand. Like, like, does he have a job? Like, oh, does hell he no. Time? How does he have time? No, that's that no. much sports. He definitely, I feel like that show probably even started as like you had to win a contest to like you know like let's see if you can be the guy that nobody can beat and then that guy was just ripping everyone's to shreds because you know he's been in his mom's basement since birth essentially just just with the four tvs up in his bedroom (laughs) all with a different sport on that's the only way i can see it happening in his mom's like basement, it's got to be the way he has the money to move out. <laughs> As he's just slamming off-brand cheese puffs. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, man, that's solid. Um, so in college basketball news, um, I'll put this as lightly as I can. Everyone from Florida State should lose their scholarships. Like, every single player. I don't, like... <laughs> okay, explain. Yeah. I, I'm not watching any college basketball. <laughs> well, and I and I really don't either until about, like, mid-February to get ready for the tournament. But, like, I don't know, man. Like, Gonzaga's good, but, like, Florida State has been solid all year, and they looked have, they've looked great against every good team they've played. And this is more just, like, me being really mad that I lost a bet than anything else, but, like... <laughs> I've never been more confident, I think, in any other bet I've ever placed than Florida State covering a 10.5-point spread today. And they're down – they were essentially down six, like, the entire game. And in the last three minutes, they just all got in a group huddle. And they're like, hey, you want to just stop scoring? They're like, yeah, let's just stop scoring. We're only down five. Let's just quit scoring. And they end up losing by 14. And, like, I don't – I just don't know that I've ever seen – so many bad shots like I really think like if you just got a group of like 10 dudes that graduated high school last year together none of which played high school basketball and you just said okay guys it's five on five like there would be less ill-advised shots taken in that game than Florida State took by themselves in the last three minutes like I don't know what it was but as soon as they got down like more than seven they were like okay if you get the ball just chuck it up in double coverage because that'll totally go in and it was just very ugly to watch and it was a $40 bet that like I was very confident I was going to turn into $250 and uh oh that'd been nice oh yeah you're damn right it would have been nice and just (laughs) watching the whole thing just drain away in front of my eyes was very depressing which essentially caused me to get two more beers than I would have got. So actually it cost me 200 and you know, the $40 I lost plus the seven I spent on alcohol to like ease that pain. (laughs) And then to watch like Tennessee who I have, I didn't bet on, but I had him in my bracket beating Purdue today. And like they were down 18 with like nine minutes left. And then they come back and go up two, with literally with two seconds left. Mm. And Purdue chucks up a three just to try to win it. And, of course, somehow, some way, they decide to call a foul. And the guy hits two of the three free throws to take it into overtime. Then Purdue just runs away with it in overtime. And, like, 
I don't know, man, but it's like it's times like this where I definitely think that like the sports guys are just like playing with me because it's fun for them. And it's just depressing. It's just depressing to like to really just look at a game and be like, okay, like they have no chance in winning, so it might mess my bracket up. But ten and a half points, that's the easiest cover in the world. And <laughs> just the last ninety seconds they're like, guys. Hey, there's this kid in Ohio, and he's got $40 on a parlay bet, and he needs this one to hit. And they're like, screw that kid. We're chucking up bricks for the next three minutes, dude. It was, it was just horrifically ugly to watch, man. It is so bad. So everybody that, that might actually be listening to this, Alex here is a Seattle sports fan. Die hard. While I am a Pittsburgh sports fan. Right, for some reason. Neither <laughs> neither of us really care about Cincinnati sports, which is where we're from. But uh I wouldn't even say that I don't care about it as much as I dislike them. Well right. with regards to the Reds, like I like Reds fans, but like Bengals fans legitimately make me want to like stop watching football. Just like hearing the way that they talk about it. You know what I mean? Because like as somebody that not as that, bad as Ohio State fans, I oh know college yeah. football, but Ohio State fans are on a completely. Let's spend the rest of this game going in Ohio State fans, man. Because wow, I mean, it's safe to say, and like I mean this, they might be the most annoying fan base in all of sports. Absolutely, like, and I know that we're biased because we're around a bunch of them, but like, they're worse than Patriots fans. They're worse than Duke basketball fans. They're probably worse than Gold Star. Like, I've never seen a fan base be just so irrationally confident in their team than Ohio yes. State Buckeye fans. Like, I'm sorry, <laughs> but you cannot lose. You cannot get blown out. By blown out to a three and three Purdue team, and then be that upset because you didn't make the playoffs. Right. And it was midway through the season. Yeah. And, like, it's one thing to lose to Purdue, but to lose by 30 or 27 or whatever it was, like, and then they just, like, they, and it's, like, it's almost like a delusions of grandeur thing because it's not even that, like, you just can't accept that you lost. It's just that you think it, like, it doesn't mean anything. Like, okay, you know, we might have lost by Purdue, but we we beat Michigan by 40. Okay, and you lost to a team that won six games by 30 points. Like, I, right, I, exactly. I literally <laughs> – I don't care about anything else. I don't care if you beat Alabama by 150. You lost to Purdue by 30, dude. <laughs> like, oh, my God. I can – dude, I can spend the next six podcasts just talking about how bad I hate Ohio State fans. Like, and me, as, as a Seattle sports fan – and as a Washington Washington Huskies football fan, which is a pretty just sad life to live in the first place, <laughs> but like them getting to the Rose Bowl and every Ohio State fan being like, "Bro, it's no, oh my god, it's not even going to be close, fifty points easy," and and a friend of mine giving me a seventeen point spread for whatever reason because he's that confident. And and for those of you that didn't see it, it was decently a blowout for most of the game. Washington makes it close at the end. They lose by five. The game essentially comes down to an onside kick. 
and and Washington loses by five. And I think they were five and a half point dogs. So I think they actually covered the spread on the game. But so they lose by five. I think it was twenty three to twenty eight, if I'm not mistaken. And I remember texting two of my Ohio State friends, dude. And I guarantee you, you know what they're gonna say before I even tell you. But I, I I text them like, hey, hope you got more respect for my dogs now. They played their asses off. And what do you think they say back to me, Chris? No, Ohio State just didn't play. They man. just like, didn't play well. I'm like, I'm so <laughs> over this. They they just didn't play well. Like, is it like every time they lose a the game? Oh, they didn't play well. Oh, they didn't play well. They didn't play well. They beat Nebraska by three. They didn't play well. Well, Nebraska won three games. Okay. If Ohio State is really the power, they should be able to play like walking dog shit and win by 13 points. Like, there comes a time <laughs> where you have to swallow your pride and be like, maybe, just maybe, they're actually not that good. Like, and like, oh, and the fair weatherness of like, it's like one week, bro, and I know you're going to back me up on this, one week. Dwayne Haskins is literally the greatest college quarterback to ever pick up a football in the yeah. next Saturday. Bro, we need Tate Martell. Put Haskins yeah. on the bench. We need Tate Martell. Exactly. I, I, I can't handle, like, as a Washington Huskies fan that watched Jake Browning live basically the Matt Stafford of college careers where he's just god-awful, but his stats look good. And, like, even I was never, like, put Browning on the bench until, like, the 35th game he played, you know, where I was like, okay, hey, maybe this guy just can't throw the ball more than 13 yards down the field, you know? Like, maybe just maybe this guy's not that good. Like, I would kill for Dwayne Haskins to be my quarterback. And you, as a Pitt fan, I bet you would would kill to have Dwayne Haskins as your quarterback. Yeah. But it's like the guy can go 21 for I mean, Kenny Pickett's not bad. Huh? Yeah, I'm let's sorry. give credit where credit's due. Kenny Pickett's not terrible. Well, everybody loves Kenny Pickett. But, <laughs> but like, Dwayne Haskins can go 21 for 25 in the first half, and it's like, oh, draft them number one overall. Best, like, better than Tebow, <laughs> better than Ryan Leaf, better than Peyton, better than any college quarterback to ever even touch the laces on a football. And then he comes out in the second half and starts two for seven with a pick, and it's like, he's garbage. Just bench him, bro. We need Tate. We need Martell. <laughs> I I can't handle it, dude. I like I have so many friends that are Ohio State fans, and like I mean it with the bottom. Of my, I just want to punch them all in the face because <laughs> I just can't handle the because fandom. we're all the like, exact same. Oh, literally, no, one of them has a different opinion. <laughs> literally, every like even like the, the best Ohio State fans in the world are worse than the worst fans of any other team ever. Like, oh, I won't go in too hard because I mean it when I say I can fill nine hours of just going in on Buckeyes fans. <laughs> but, like, I, I can't handle the – God, like, here's my thing. If you want Ohio State in the playoffs, which team are you taking out? Like, That's a great question because – they are the bottom of the totem pole, right? In the playoffs, are, are you ta- are you taking Oklahoma out? They don't have a defense. Yeah, they don't. They scored sixty points a game. You don't need yeah. a defense when you're hanging sixty on everybody. <laughs> exactly. Are you taking Clemson out? No, you're not because they're that good and they beat Alabama by twenty. Are you taking Alabama out? No. 
I guess like you want to say, oh, we can take Notre Dame out, but what, Notre Dame went like what thirteen and one or something, and and basically from the second they switched quarterbacks, just started killing everybody by thirty. Right, and it's like, and the people want to argue, we beat Michigan, yeah, and nobody else, <laughs> literally, <laughs> and nobody. They else. are so stuck in the era of um, Zeke. Yeah, exactly. They think yes, everybody is either Zeke or better. So <laughs> if I if I had a nickel for every convert, you you would have said the same thing in twenty. And you're right. Like in 2014, I didn't think Ohio State was that good, and they proved me wrong. Guess what, bro? There's a reason that 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 run that Ohio State had is going to be remembered forever is because that doesn't happen. Like it exactly. doesn't happen to where I think they were like number seven going into conference championship weekend, and they. It was like JT Barrett got hurt and they killed Wisconsin with their third string quarterback. And it was like, okay, we have to put them in. And they got hot and they won it all. And like, that was awesome. I'll never take that away from Ohio State fans because that's one of the best runs ever. And they won the first college football playoff ever, which like, that's awesome for forever. But like, guess what? You don't have Ezekiel Elliott anymore. You Mm -hmm. don't have Michael Thomas anymore. You don't have Malik Hooker anymore. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not the same. It's not the same when, if I remember correctly, Ohio State gave up like 38 points to Oregon State, who won like three games in the Pac-12. <laughs> like Oregon State would probably lose to Moeller. You and everybody I mean? just wants to look past that. They're like, oh, well. Yeah, well, you know, but they, they scored 70. Like, yeah, but you gave up 40, dude. Like, I've drank too many beers to keep talking about Ohio State tonight because I like, I like, I'm, my blood is literally boiling just thinking about it just because, like, as a Washington Huskies fan, like I think I told you and everybody else, like my dream scenario is that Ohio State win, wins the Big Ten and misses out on the playoffs, and the Huskies win the Pac-12, and we get to see each other in the Rose Bowl. And that happened. Mm-hmm. Like it, it happened, and it was so great to see. And I even said, like, I just want Washington to keep it close to maybe humble Ohio State fans. And that was just wishful thinking on my part because every single fan I talked to, I think, well, they just didn't play well. Well, they played so bad. It's like, really? Did not they? Because I, in the second bad. half, you were Snapchat me pictures of the scoreboard like, it's over. Naughty, <laughs> it's over, dude. Like, and uh, it's just so frustrating because it's like, is it that hard to maybe you just take a big old gulp of your own pride and be like, oh, they might be the seventh best team in the country. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that's so hard to realize that every year they're not going to win the title. And that's like the unrealistic expectations of like truly as an Ohio State fan, man, like it's we either win the natty or our season was a failure. And I'll take being a Huskies fan, man, if it means that like winning the Orange Bowl is going to get me hype at the end of the year. Really? You know what right. I mean? And that's one thing about uh, that's one thing I kind of hate about college football is that like those yeah. big teams like. Clemson, Oklahoma, Alabama. Yeah. You lose one game, and it's like, okay, well, it's over. Always next year. Yep. It, your whole season's over unless you lose in the first three or four weeks to where people will forget about it later. Yeah, and you actually have a chance yes. of coming back from that. Yes. And it's it's just sad. And it's like, yeah, like I agree Ohio State was a good team, but it was like, we beat Michigan. Yeah, it was the only good team in your conference. It was it. Like, yeah. What are your other good wins? Like we beat Michigan State, who had four losses. Like I'll wait till you name the fourth best team in the conference. I 
guess it would be like Purdue. And they went six and yeah. six. I'm trying to think of who all was even in the conference. <laughs> I mean, Michigan State. Oh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. But it's like. Oh, yeah. Bro, Wisconsin? Come on. Even they're not, you know. They're, yeah. Glorious anymore. <laughs> yeah, they're great until they play teams outside of the back 10, the big 10. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Wisconsin's awesome because they win every game 13 to 6. Like. <laughs> And run it 47 times a game. Like, Big Ten football is truly run, run, pass, punt. And we're just going to play field position, and then we're going to win 17 to 12. Sounds about right, yeah. But I guess we can digress because 90% of our demographic is Ohio State fans, and they've already turned it off at this point. But Oh, absolutely. We're going to get so much hate if people listen to this, <laughs> which they won't. But <laughs> there's always those. Those six faithful that are just family members. In in baseball news, my Mariners, you know, up on the Red yeah. Sox twelve to four right now. That's kind of cool. Are you serious? Yeah, oh I'm looking at it right now. God. I have to check the box score because this makes literally no sense. Let's see. Um, let's see. Let's see who went yardski here. Of course, they don't show. Okay, twelve to four on Boston. Bro, if I if I told you Edwin Encarnacion and Jay Bruce played for the Mariners, would you laugh at me? Because apparently they do. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. And Edwin Encarnacion is working on a uh, two-hit, two-out-of-four game with an RBI. Not too bad. Jay is Jay Bruce, Bruce even, like, good no, anymore? He, like, oh, <laughs> O of three with an RBI, so he's got a sack. Oh, there you go. So no, and he's batting cleanup. So that basically sums up the Mariners going going into this year. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, Reds opening day, they won. What a game! That was fun to watch, man. I actually didn't watch a single inning. I watched. uh, I think I got to beat Dubs in the top of the seventh, maybe. Mm. Um, Oh, so that was when the Pirates were actually winning, right? Uh, uh, as Dylan and I walked in, some guy walked out in a Steelers hoodie and Dylan had a Reds jersey on. He said, you just missed it. And what did we miss? Reds just went up 5-2 as he got in his car, like, upset because he was probably a Pirates fan wearing a Steelers jersey. <laughs> and, uh, and then the Reds, uh, I think they went to the top of the ninth up 5-2. And I believe that game ended 5-3 with the Pirates having two men on. like, And I was just, like, waiting for the Reds to find a way to blow that game at home on opening day. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I kid you not, because Dylan and I tracked this, The on the last batter, it was a two-and-two two count. And from that two-and-two two count, he proceeded to rip off eight straight foul tips. Good Lord. Yeah, and then ground it out to second. But it was like he's making the pitcher work. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you got to earn that out, I guess. But it was like, of those, like once he started tipping off a couple of them, I was like, bro, this dude is about to send this thing over the Ohio River and just rip out the heart of every Reds fan in America right now. (laughs) But I was happy to see that they didn't blow it and they won it. Um, so good for the Reds. Did uh, 
Puig do anything? I heard he struck out like his first episode. I know he struck out. On his, yeah, I was here. We have the technology. Let me check my cell phone here. It was bad radio. Um, I know um, the Reds signed a guy, uh, Dietrich, to a minor league contract this year and invited him to spring training with the big leagues. Um, he ended up making the roster, and he's the one that hit the three-run shot to send him up 5-2 that essentially won them the game. I think I was in the bottom of the seventh, I think. Uh, okay. So good for that guy. Let's check what Puig did here. Um, oof, dude. He went over for 4. That's tough. Oh, my God. He was getting so much hype, too. Actually, bro, wowzer. The first, the first five in the Reds lineup combined to go one for 19. Really? Uh, Joey Vada was the only one with a hit. That's, That's not good. So, just to read off the Reds' batting lineup, these are the averages after one game, which obviously it's one game, but 0, 250, 0, 0, and 0. <laughs> so, like, probably yeah. not what you were looking for when you made those trades. Probably not what you're looking for out of Suarez as your cleanup in. But that's the great and horrible thing about baseball is there's 181 of them left. So 161. Is it 162? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's too many is what it is. I don't – on the topic of baseball, do you really think we need to play 162 games to find out who's good enough to make the playoffs and who's not? I mean, I don't really understand <laughs> why there's so many. Game. I mean, I feel like 100 games is enough to know whether or not a team's good, right? Absolutely. I mean, look at hockey and basketball. They play – let's see, hockey plays like 82. Yeah, they both play 82. And even like – And that's like pretty solid in my opinion. I mean, yeah. And like I don't know what when hockey's all-star break is – like typically the NBA, you have an all-star break right around like 55 to 60 games. And just so you know, at that point you know who's good and who's not. Right. Like it – like, we don't need, like, and, and granted, there's always, you know, a couple teams that get hot or they get cold right after the All-Star break, but it's like, did we need to play those last 20 to know that the Warriors are better than everybody else? Like, did we really need to do that? <laughs> I feel you. It's wild to me, man. Like, the NFL's got it figured out. And I know it's different because, you know, their game is a lot more physical than they can only play one a week, but it's like, after 16 games, is anybody really ever arguing that, like, uh, the Jaguars didn't get a fair shot? Like, no, I think they did. Right. I think they did, man. They just weren't good. Okay, speaking of, and like, I get it. Football is a physical sport. Every play is physical. Yeah. But, like, can you imagine being, like, an NHL goon, you know, a.k.a. enforcer? Doug Blatt. Let's say, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fighting, we'll say... 30 times a season, bare-knuckle fight. Actual fist fight, right. Like, good Lord, talk about a tough nut. <laughs> I mean, that's got it. yeah. Like, I can't imagine being, like, if you're an NHL goon, 
just lacing up every game. Like, all right, man. I'm Here goes beat, nothing. <laughs> I'm going to beat somebody's ass. Somebody's losing teeth. Yeah, it's either me or the other guy. We're chucking nucks tonight. We're chucking nucks, Bob. <laughs> Who's ready for a telly, Bob? <laughs> but, like, <laughs> I don't – man. is See, is it even fair to make those guys fight 30 times a game? You know, would, would 60 games get the job done? I think it would. Probably. I th- I really think it would. I mean, I enjoy, you know, the 82 games. Yeah, no. I mean, I'll watch any hockey game. Yeah, as a fan. Particularly the pins, though. Go pins. Right. Let's go pins. Uh, uh, uh. Like, <laughs> don't get me wrong. Like, you know, and I'm not a big hockey guy, obviously, and you hate basketball, and I love basketball. Like, I – Look, I'll take those extra 22 games eight days a week, 366 days a year. Like, that's just a fact. I'll gladly watch them all. My, like, from the standpoint of the players, though, it's like, do we really need them? You know? Yeah. Like, and I'm sure there's a whole logistical side to, like, making all of the other sports line up you know what I mean? And making sure that there's always a sport in season and whatnot that goes into that. Right. But still, it's just like, it just seems long, man. Really, the point of this whole thing is that why are there 162 baseball games? (laughs) That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. What I don't understand is like, like, I feel like most people that watch sports like pretty religiously like, they look forward to getting off work and, like, watching an evening game, you know? Yeah. What is so exciting about a Tuesday, 1 o'clock p.m. baseball game? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Literally not, like, and, like, the Reds are a bad example because they've been, I think, they have, what, probably two or three playoff bursts in the last decade, if that, I would say? Uh, let's see. I think the last time they made the playoffs was, like, 2013. I was going to say, like, our freshman or sophomore year, and I think they got swept by the Giants the year that the Giants won. One one of the years that the Giants won the World Series. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, I want to say, like, Votto's MVP year or around that time was the last time they made the postseason. And I know that they've definitely blown up their roster since then. Yeah. And I like I want to say Dusty Baker was their manager the last time they made the playoffs. And, like, so – so well, the Reds okay, are, have they really though blown up their roster? Oh yeah, you think so? I mean, they dumped off Cozart, Bruce, um, Frazier. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You don't like Frazier? No, I'm 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 saying they blew up their roster. I'm oh, saying that they okay. got rid of Frazier. They got rid of Bruce. They got rid of Cozart. They got rid of Chapman. They See, got when you rid... said blew up their roster, I thought you meant like. Like, built it up. No, 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 no. I'm saying blown up as in, like, they were like, okay, okay. this team doesn't work. Like, Yeah. Yeah, no, Frazier was awesome. No, absolutely. That's so, what I was like, what? Dude? No, yeah, no, no, no. Todd, yeah, I, I think Reds – but, I mean, like, if you think about it, like, it seemed like in about a two-year span, they got rid of Cozart, Phillips, Bruce, Chapman, Cueto. Um, I'm trying to think of who – Mike Leake. Like, it seemed like everybody that, like, Reds fans were excited to see, they were just like, well, I'll get rid of these guys and we'll keep Suarez. 
or, you know, we'll promote Billy Hamilton and let him bat ninth and bat 187 every year, right. you know. But, man, he can score from first to home on a single. <laughs> yeah, as long as he finds a way to miraculously get on base, he'll get that one done. Oh, man. But, like, as we were saying before, before we got sidetracked, but, like, Reds fans are a bad example, but, like, I think I've been to probably, like, ten Reds games in the past five years, and I, I can't remember sitting next to somebody, if that makes any sense. <laughs> you know what I mean, though? Like, I, like, I, like, you just get, and it's just so many empty seats, and it's like, you, you know, go on TV, you realize like, you're like, oh my god, like, right? Empty, yeah. GABP is right, and, and and people want to say like, oh, people don't care about baseball anymore. Well, that might be a little bit true, but uh, maybe if you didn't have 162 <laughs> games, you would be able to sell some tickets, man. Like, if I didn't know. That I couldn't buy eighth row behind third baseline tickets for nine dollars. You know, yeah. I might. You know what I mean? It might be more exciting to go to a game. I just vote that they bring back uh, steroids because, uh, well, I mean, obviously people do them, but it's not. Okay, so what I'm trying to say is they should make steroids legal because yeah. look at the ratings. Oh yeah, people are juicing. Last time baseball was cool was when Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa were just trying to see who could put more testosterone in their left ass cheek, like for <laughs> exactly. sure. Exactly. Like I, I'll, I'll even take it a step further. Don't make steroids legal. Make steroids mandatory in pro <laughs> baseball. Everybody's got. I want Billy Hamilton cranking 500 foot home runs. For no reason. I want Billy Hamilton to start the year weighing at least 235. Yeah, if you don't weigh 225, you can't make a roster. <laughs> if you're not above 200 oh and less than 10% body fat, you can't play, dude. I want every pitcher chucking a 98-mile-an-hour fastball minimum <laughs> out of college. Yeah, I want clo- every closer in the triple digits. I want 103 <laughs> mile an hour sliders coming off the cross the plate. Like, what the fuck was that? If like, you're not that's what Tommy I mean. John surgery every other year, you're not doing it right. Exactly. You dude. are not. Yes. If you, you are not putting forth the effort for your team. If when it's time for you to retire, you can't lift your shoulder above your head. <laughs> you didn't give it your all, dog. That's just how I feel about it. It's truth. It's bottom line facts. God. And let's just take it the next step. Steroids should be mandatory in all professional sports. I want people would die. Good man. <laughs> I just imagine Ray Lewis on steroids. How great the mid two thousands would have been. I mean, he already killed a man, so I mean, it wouldn't wouldn't be well, much of a difference for him. He drove the getaway car. Let's let's not speculate here. But I'm with you. Like I want I want Ray Lewis roided out of his mind sprinting at priest holmes who was also roided out of his mind (laughs) just every game i need something like that just to get my juices flowing no pun intended get my juices flowing bro. (laughs) i mean man unreal would it be bad for the bodies yes would it be bad for like humanity in general yes but ratings ratings bro through the roof (laughs) through the roof it's just, oh, I it's just facts. It's just facts, man. Like basketball, like I want every player to be able to dunk from the free throw line, not just the good ones. 
I want. I JJ. couldn't even like. Could you imagine an an NBA player? Because they're all like tall and lanky, minus like yeah, what like LeBron James, <laughs> six foot three, small in the NBA. Right. Like now, I want, imagine I want six you to think three, two eighty, nothing but muscle. I want you to think about this for a second because I always tell people this and it blows my JJ Reddick, right? Yeah, he's taller than AJ Green. Okay. Like, just let that one sink in for a second. Like, you stick J.J. Redick and A.J. Green next to J.J. Redick is a larger human. He's He probably even has more meat on his bones, honestly, at this point. Because A.J. Really? looks pretty skinny. Yeah, like, Green is pretty. Yeah. And, pretty a, and A.J. Green's, like, a physical spe- – like, like, J.J. Redick's bigger than Julio Jones, dude. Like, that's not – like, the NBA – like, I've – I've definitely long been a believer in the fact, like, the best pro athletes in the world play in the NBA. When you talk about, like, if you consider size, speed, hand-eye coordination, all that, I think they're all in the NBA. Just because you have to be so big to even get on a roster. So, like, you throw steroids into that equation, and all of a sudden, J.J. Redick is just dunking on Shaq, (laughs) which would just be so great to watch. Imagine Shaq on steroids. Steroids. It wouldn't be fair. He'd pick the basket up and move it where he wanted it to, dude. Right. He wouldn't even be allowed to dunk because he can already break. Yeah. Backboard as it is. Shattered eight of them. (laughs) No, I'm, I'm all about that. I don't know why. I don't know why. Like baseball, like is still confused as to why they can't get their ratings. Well, maybe it's because your games take seven and a half hours apiece and nobody's going yard anymore because you're testing for roids and you, you just shouldn't be. Because, like, it's not like doing steroids is going to make you good at baseball. Right. You still have to be able to hit the ball. Yeah, you still have to be an incredibly talented baseball player. The roids just help you hit the ball further, which chicks dig the long ball, dog. Like, it's way better Rude. to watch guys hit home. Like, I – I'm sorry, but like, I, like the guys are like, I love watching a, a a one nothing pitcher's duel. Like that's cool. I call that a nap, bub. Like that <laughs> yeah, is for real. Trash. That's like NASCAR. Watch. I want games ending nine to seven. That's the only way I'm staying interested in it. Yeah, that, and that's like uh, any sport. You know, people like high scoring games. They people like, like points, man. They like low scoring games, but then like, I feel like in other sports. A high-scoring and low-scoring game both have their places, except for baseball. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's like Daniel Tosh had a thing when he was like, "A pitcher's duel? You mean two dudes playing catch for four and a half hours? Because that's <laughs> what it is. It's literally exactly like I don't like. Oh yeah, another grounder to third. Like wow, his breaking balls really got some stuff on it today, Jim. And then the Jim, huh? What? I'm sorry, I must have missed <laughs> it. <laughs> Oh man, good stuff. So, did you ever uh, did you ever watch the Dirt, the no, Crew movie? I haven't, but I'm not gonna lie. I'm hearing man. bad. I'm hearing bad things about the movie. Yeah, I'm hearing that. Not that it's a bad movie, but I'm hearing that in comparison to Straight Outta Compton and Bohemian Rhapsody, which essentially it's the same type of movie, that it can't come close to either. And it really, really doesn't. Really- They've left too much out. Right. Well, when you told me that they didn't cover the Tommy Lee and Pamela Anderson thing, it's like, what are you guys doing? 
You know right, what I mean? It's such a big part of Molly Crew. I feel it's like, like a at huge, least the history of them. It would be like here, let's make a Nirvana movie and never mention Courtney Love. Exactly. You know what I mean? The point then. It's true. Did Did you have something you wanted to say about the dirt? Because you can throw it in. I was just gonna ask if you watched it yet, but uh, yeah, I mean, I agree. It's not nearly as big or as good as like Bohemian. Bohemian Rhapsody was, but to be fair, it is just a Netflix original. Right. <laughs> it's not going in theaters. Not well, so was Bird Box. See, I wasn't like a huge fan of that. You didn't like that movie? Did you watch it? Yeah, I mean, I watched it and I was like, okay, this is cool. But it's like, I don't, I don't know. I just don't think it lived up to the hype. I just gave it. I just flushed my toilet. Everybody caught that on recording. But, heck yeah. Um, what was your problem with the movie? I don't know. I just thought it was like I thought the what trying to say like the plot of it. I guess the storyline, mm-hmm. like the whole background story of it. I thought it was kind of weird. Like I, I understand like why it was <laughs> it was made into a movie. I don't know. I honestly loved. It's it. not my cup of tea. I honestly loved it. If I'm be, like I I loved it as a movie. I loved the idea of like you know you just can't look outside. Um. My problem with movies like that is I'm tired of every movie having every movie having a positive ending. Like I'm so like, let's just be honest. Everyone's going to die. Like <laughs> right. you know what I mean. Like and like even in the book they talked about like when they get to that sanctuary, they find out that like forty percent of the people in that sanctuary had had stabbed their own eyeballs out so that they couldn't see. And like, bro, I'm gonna be honest with you. If if I'm living in that world, I am not throwing my blindfold on and being like, I'm going to get really good at being able to hear and smell and adapt to everything else. No. Okay. Kill me now. (laughs) I'm either walking outside and being like, okay, fuck it. What is everybody seeing that's so great? You know what I mean? Let me just (laughs) see the same thing. Or I'm doing what they talk about the books and just shoving fire pokers in my eyes and being like, get me now. You can't. Yeah. Like it, like the fact, like I, I honestly love the movie until they get in the boat, and then the boat flips, and then like somehow magically Sandra Bullock and the kids just end up on shore. Yes, like oh we made it. Like did you, did you really? That's almost like how in every horror movie, like when somebody's getting chased by the bad guy, they always trip and fall. And then, yeah, but then they somehow, like, still get up and get away. Yeah, you're like, come on. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know. Like, I, and this is probably just, like, the cynical person in me coming out. But it's like, bro, we need more movies with bad endings. Because I hate to say it, but bad endings are just realistic. Like, in that, well, and like, even, like, the part where they really kind of, where I was like, okay, I'm over it. And I, and I do like the movie overall. But do you remember the part where uh, Sandra Bullock's husband, like, gets caught, like, by the demons or whatever, and then he still turns and shoots the person right before he dies and kills himself? Yeah. Oh, but nobody else could, right? Nobody else ever was able to do anything <laughs> besides, but he was like, no, I love my family. I'm going to kill these people before I shoot myself. Like, get the fuck out of here, dude. That's not what would happen. Like, I'm just, 
We need more. Thing about horror movies, I feel like nobody really puts forth the thinking. Like, you know what? Maybe this wasn't our best idea. Let's go to the drawing board. Yeah, like, I, like, why do we not need more? Like, we need more movies where the bad guy wins because I don't know if it's just the experience I've had in life, but it, like, it seems like the bad guy typically wins. Yeah, you know, like if you go watch Transformers, it's like the Decepticons have all the cool robots. They have the planes, the helicopters, the ones that can shoot rockets, all the wild stuff. And yet, oh, Optimus Prime just beats everybody's ass at the end. Like, does he? But really, <laughs> but does he? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like everybody's going after this, like, David and Goliath story. And it's like, hey, man, sometimes Goliath wins, bro. Sometimes the bad guys are just better. Sure frustrating it's frustrating well i wonder if like everybody like sees that in horror movies because like i feel like it's so obvious but people just love horror movies well yeah and i do too but like i honestly think i would like a horror movie more if like at the end the demons just kill everybody and they're like yep we're demons we win because like it's it's just not realistic it's like it's just not like and i get that the happy ending makes you know 70 percent of people happier and that's what they want to see and oh they made it out alive but it's like they're not going to it might even like i feel like it'd make the movie even more scary if it's more realistic hell yeah you'd be like whoa right Like, if, I'm trying to think of another, like, did, did you watch any of the Insidiouses? Uh, maybe, like, one. Well, I've seen all of them. And, like, if I remember correctly, the first two, I think there's three. The first two end with, like, the good guys winning but then they give you a cliffhanger to let you know that the bad guys are still around. Yeah. It's like, why just, just show me that the bad guys win and then introduce me to it. Okay. Hang on. Sidetrack. The movie sinister. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did you ever watch that? Um, you know, I don't think I did. Okay. So we'll make this the last part of the podcast because we're already going on an hour. It's very easy to talk, by the way, on a podcast. It's very easy to just rip through an hour. But so the movie Sinister is about um, to give it kind of like a brief definition here. It's about uh, like it's based off like a pagan god, the pagan god Bagul, um, who essentially like he's not real until you see him. Once you see him, he becomes real and he can, like, affect your life. And he, like, shows up in pictures or movies. or He doesn't, like, just show up in the world. He shows up in, like, pictures or videos or movies or whatever. And then, like, once you see him, he's legit. And he worked by preying on children and, like, convincing the children to kill their parents and to help them kill their parents. Okay? Mm-hmm. So... That movie, to me, has such a beautiful ending for a horror movie because uh, towards the end, 
they want you to think that this family made it out and that it was just the house that was haunted because they find all these like tapes of like uh you know the the kids and like that demon like killing the families and and whatnot and blah 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 blah. and then they get out of the house and they get out and everything's okay and whatnot and uh the end of the movie ends with this dad the dad of the kids or whatever and like his daughter is like here daddy i brought you some coffee i know you're gonna be up late working or whatever and he's like thanks honey and he starts drinking his coffee and starts drinking and he does like more reading on this like creature and he basically realizes that it has nothing to do with the house. And right as he realizes it has nothing to do with the house as much as like the fact that you've already saw him, he finishes his coffee. And as he finishes his coffee, there's like a note at the bottom that says, sorry, dad. Sure enough, the mm. coffee was drugged and he like passes out. And then like the last thing you see is like his six year old daughter and that pagan god that I talked about, like, walking up to him and essentially killing him. And that's how the movie ends. And to me... So you know, that's a good horror Right! <laughs> like, that, like, that's not, like, that isn't the ending that everybody wanted. But to me, it's like, yeah, bruh, he's got you. You're done. Like, right. there's no way around it. It's over. You lost. Like House of a Thousand Corpses, when they yeah watch it, dude. It's honestly a great movie, and it's like it was one of those movies that like the commercials I would turn off. Like when when the commercial, I would change the channel because they were so scary. And the movie itself isn't that scary, but just the ending of knowing the bad guy won is like, yep, you're a human up against demons. You never had a shot, dude. You <laughs> never had a chance. And like. Uh, like House of a Thousand Corpses, it's like they escaped the five serial killers that killed a thousand other people. Like how? How? How did they escape? The other thousand people died. They got away. Bullshit. They should have died. Hmm. And that's once again, that's just me being cynical. But that's just how I feel. Like I, I just like I don't, I don't think you're getting away from Freddy Krueger, bro. I just don't think you are. Right. There's a reason he killed everybody else he's killed before he met. And especially you if you, especially if you trip in the woods. Yeah, you're not getting up and running from him. Like, here I, yeah, here I am running from Michael Myers. I fell down. He's right behind me. I got away. I killed him. The movie's over. Like, explain how. Uh, so you know how like the victims always like sprinting for their life, right? Yeah. And then like, you know, Michael Myers is just like he just like walks. And then he's right behind him. But he's always right behind him. And even yeah. when they trip and fall, they get up and run. And, like, next thing you know, they turn a corner. And he's, like, you know, the other side of the, yeah. the corner. He's 100 feet away. Right. But you couldn't reach out and grab him when they trip. <laughs> yeah. Right. He was right there. And they fell. And he was just too far. Like, I get it. It adds, like, a dramatic effect. But in the end, come on. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm, tired, of cheesy. Ha- I'm tired of happy endings. I'm just tired of them. Because they're just... They just like they just don't happen in the real world. Like I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I'm very confident, like in my ability to like defend my home. But um, if some demons start messing with me, and I got a bet on it as a gambler, I'm throwing my money on the demons. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're a rich man. Yeah, because I'm not Danny Phantom. I don't have a vacuum I can <laughs> suck them up into. Like, they're going to get me. And if, like, it's 
Freddy's, you just have to not fall asleep and he can't get you. Well, guess what? I'm going to fall asleep and he's going to get me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, until next time. Until next time, this has been 3D Sports. Trying to fill your brain with the hottest and coldest takes of all time. And then everything else in between. And everything else in between, including why the bad guy should always win in horror movies. True. (laughs) Well, um, I'm going to get up and uh, take my happy ass to AK Steel in about seven and a half hours. So There you go. I love you, brother, and I hope you have a good night. All right, man. You too. Keep it real. All right. Peace out.